busy day gets busier on ESPN 690. Overtime is on the radio. Brian Middleton is here. Casey Kurtz is here as well. Austin laying out the door, off to training or just off to the rest of his life. One of the two. Don't know for sure, but he's off to somewhere. Brett Martineau, Stuart Weber in Augusta. Everybody is everywhere. We were down at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 121 Financial Ballpark with the season getting underway tomorrow. So Action Sports Jacks is everywhere. Action Sports Jacks is overtime is on the radio right now. Brian Middleton came in here wearing a South Carolina Gamecock sweatshirt. And I think that could only mean one thing. South Carolina finally won something in something. Brian Middleton, is that correct? Do I have my information correct? Well, the finally part sounds a bit uh, inaccurate, you know. What? The baseball team, you know, been good. They've been known to be good. Yeah, but they got. I know you're down here with Florida Gator fans and Florida State fans, but you know, South Carolina baseball been known to, you know, do the deed a couple times. Yeah, have they? You know, and then in the NBA, sorry, not the NBA, <laughs> not the NBA, but the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. Runs through Columbia, South Carolina. That is true. Runs through the 843-803 all day. And listen, man, that's okay. Listen, I think they play uh, women's basketball, you know, uh, in uh, Florida. I think they do, right? They, they do. The Gators, they have a team, right? They, they do have a team, Because they're in the yes. SEC. Uh, Florida State, they have a squad. Yes. I hear. Yes. Um, you know, and we have local teams here that do very good. Yep. But they're not South Carolina. So, listen, nobody is. You only get one winner. And so this is their second championship since 2017. I'm not going to bore people with the details. I'm just saying that Don Telly is the Tom Brady of uh, basketball coaches right now. Wait a minute. For college. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hmm? The coach that's only won. Tom Brady. Wait, wait, wait. He only won twice, though? All I'm saying is if you want to go off of the ability to always be there consistently and be the number one that everybody wants, on their team. Don Stelly can name her price. Don Stelly at this point, watch this take, I think that she could break through as one of the first head coaches of a men's basketball team. She's just that good. Like in the NBA or in college or something? Or in college. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to get out of pocket with it now. Okay. You know? Huh. I'm just telling you, I think that she's that good, man, from the adjustments that she makes. I don't know who she has recruiting, uh, but... Probably her, right? Well... Yeah, who else but, but I'm sure yeah. who, who else is on that squad? Yeah. Who's scouting out here, man? Because their roster is full. Uh, I'd argue that they probably got – you only can start five people. That's if they true. wanted to, they probably could start – they probably got like eight, seven, eight, maybe even nine just starters. Interesting. It's good depth. Like good they got depth. a whole nother team that's probably better than your team. I mean, not UConn, right. of course, but, but other teams. Like we could run out our second squad, uh-huh. our second rotation, yeah, and we're, we're way better than you. How about that? Not just better than you. So, okay. yeah, congratulations to them. I'm not going to bore people anymore about that. You just got to you gotta gloat. You got to take the W's where you can get them. Ain't that right, Casey? Uh, you know, you've never been more right. I'm no. just happy that the South Carolina Gamecocks could finally give Brian Milton something to be happy about in his sporting life. So that is, that is exciting news for South Carolina, the fans, the players, the coaching staff, the alumni, all that. And that is the women's championship, South Carolina. One college basketball game left this season. That is the men's championship. That will happen tonight right here on ESPN 690. The coverage is going to start at 630. That's why we are only on from 6 
to 6.30. you got a pregame show and then some more pregame, and then eventually you will get tip-off between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the Kansas Jayhawks. Brian Middleton, the bracket challenge is over. We lost. Uh, you were one of the few people that did worse than me. We lost. Well, we neither of us won is what I'm saying. Okay. It wasn't like a team-up effort. Okay. But, uh, because nobody saw this one coming. Kansas, surprisingly a team not a people picked not a lot of people picked to win, even though they were a one seed. And then the North Carolina Tar Heels, who I've been on since the Sweet 16. I'm still on them. They meet tonight. Uh, Brian Milton, you could do this whole thing over, start a bracket over. You get to this point right now, the championship game, Kansas-North Carolina. Who would you pick to win it? Well, since I did get the championship game right, since I did pick the winners right, um, yeah. just want to let that be known. Um, I didn't believe in a two seed. Casey was a, a believer in a two seed. Um, we didn't pull that audio because I didn't feel the need to prove that I was right once again. So uh, if I had to redo everything and what, pick tonight's winner? Yep. I was not you. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you got to go with the hot hand. I think that most people wouldn't be surprised if Kansas won, but the way that North Carolina just seems to be on fire, I think they're going to be the sexy pick. They'll be the one that most people are like, yeah, North Carolina, it's their year. It's their year. Meanwhile, you got a whole one seed over here. Mm-hmm. The only one seed left, of course, right? right. Uh, and they are pretty stacked as well. Um, and they have a coach that, by all you know, by all means, is has more experience than the head coach for North Carolina. Sure. Um, in every way, when it comes to this particular type of environment and situation as a head coach. So, sexy pick is North Carolina. Um, I am going to go with Kansas because, like Casey says, uh, I go to Walmart and buy chalk. And then, what'd you say? <laughs> you do. Draw on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. Yeah, on the sidewalk. Or bars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, 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 that's fine. You can you can do all the, the chalk chalkiness you want. Yeah. Um, North Carolina is going to win this one. And, listen, I understand Kansas is the betting favorite. Uh, to a point Austin made earlier, North Carolina might have won their own championship when they beat Duke, beating their biggest rival, knocking Coach K out. Will they still have some hangover from winning that game? Probably. Will it be less emotional? Yes. But North Carolina, I think to the point Brian was just saying before, he absolutely took a a good take and turned it horrible. Um, They are the sexy pick, and they're hot as fire, and they're going to win it. I'm... They're deep. Like, that's why I like North Carolina. I figured out that their depth is insane. They had four or five guys in double digits against Duke. Duke had two guys in double digits. They have a multiple ways to score points. They have guys that rebound incredibly. They have really, really good players, and they have a lot of them. And they make their free throws, by the way. We'll get into that as well. Uh, Duke wins that game, by the way, Brian Milton, if they just make free throws. Mm. Why can nobody make free throws anymore? Mm. Like, why is that, like, the hardest thing to do? Like it, it's it, it's it blows my mind that a coach K coach team loses a game because they miss they shoot sixty percent at the line, like I that just doesn't compute to me. How does that happen? I just don't get it. Hey, pressure bus pipes, pressure bus pipes. Yeah, yeah, it's a good call. So I mean I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, that's uh, right. You know Kansas uh, as a team they shoot seventy two percent. Right. Well, I mean look, that's not like great, but. Like, Duke lost that game because they couldn't shoot free throws. Like, Duke played a good game. They're not deep enough, my problem with Duke. Like, Bancaro was okay. They had two guys in double digits, but it's like, 
you really got one or two options to score the basketball. North Carolina, they got five or six guys that can score the basketball at will. So, and then on the other side, Kansas is just good. Like, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think North Carolina, like, this is just meant to be at this point. It's so interesting to hear that. Is it because of their seeding? If they were a two seed, would you be talking this glowingly about, uh, about North Carolina? Because, you know, theoretically, Kansas was on fire for all season. That's why they were one seed. Right. And that's why they got ranked so high. And then all they did was live up to the one seed. But because North Carolina didn't live up to the talent that they clearly have or the the kind of on fire that they are on right now, they weren't for the entirety of the season. Hence the eight seed. And maybe some people would argue that they should have been ranked higher anyway. Right. Is that why... For North Carolina, you're like, oh, man, they're on fire. In Kansas, you're like, oh, they're just good. But they're both at the same spot. And by all means, I mean, Kansas, it just did what they're supposed to do. Agreed, agreed. But I think that's a good question. And I think that I think about it that way because Kansas did do what they were supposed to do. But at the same time, it was the one thing that the other one seeds couldn't do. So, yes, I do agree with that. But back to the North Carolina point. North Carolina beat a number one seed. Uh, I think their mascot is a bear of some sort. I, I don't remember. But they beat a one seed. They're, they're green and yellow. You know that team? I do know. Yeah. I do know. Yeah. Um, so they, they beat that team, which was a one seed, a game they were not supposed to win. They beat a UCLA team that they were not supposed to beat. And then they beat a St. Peter's team, which, granted, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they shouldn't have beat St. Peter's. They should have. But St. Peter's was beating everybody. So, like, there's a mind game played there. Like, St. Peter's is out there beating two seeds and multiple two seeds, I should say, Kentucky and Purdue, or Purdue is a three, whatever. But um, the path for UNC to get here was just tougher, and they figured out who they were as a team. You get hot when you beat a Baylor and you beat a UCLA. Now you're rolling, and then you beat the hottest team in the tournament in St. Peter's. I just like the role that they're on. In terms of Kansas on the other side, I absolutely agree with you. They did what they had to do. But... You know, Texas Southern, okay, you're out of the first round easy. Creighton, you know, Creighton's good, but they're a nine seed. You know, In Nebraska. Apparently, that's what they tell me. Yeah. Uh, Providence is a good game, okay. They maybe got a little lucky, actually a lot of lucky, when they played Miami in the Elite Eight. Listen, I picked Miami to win a couple games. Miami was a good team, but come on, they beat them by 26. Have they really been tested yet? Miami had the lead in the first half of that game, okay. Providence, five-point game, okay. But they've played weaker competition, and for the most part, have been good, but there's been some some moments. North Carolina has only played competition for the most part that was better than them and seeded better than them in every situation but two, and they beat them. So I think the run that North Carolina has been on, getting the the underdog mentality in terms of you were underdog and you won and you won and you won, and you were an underdog the other night and you won, and you're in the same exact spot that you've been in, I just like that run. Really an underdog in the Duke game? I don't know what the lines or whatever were. Were they really an underdog they, after just beating them, uh, what, a handful of weeks prior? Yeah, they were, technically. But, like, when you see the eight next to your name, I mean, it's like you can look at everything as an underdog. If they win tonight, they're the lowest seed to ever, or the highest seed to ever win a national championship. So you can take that disrespect and just take it from the beginning, and that's kind of what they've done. So I think it's an interesting game. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, like I said, the cover of that one is going to start at 6.30, so just about 20 minutes away or so. We will take you up until that point. Right now we're going to hit a break. We're going to come back. we got more to do here. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. <laughs> 
If not, you know, it's a good one. I like that. That's Brian Middleton, words of wisdom. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. On a Monday, regularly scheduled programming rolling along. Tomorrow, Tuesday, not regularly scheduled, but it needs to be regularly scheduled for you, the listener. Because we're on tomorrow, we're on Wednesday, we're on Thursday, we're on Friday, we're on every day. So we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 o'clock on Overtime. Leading in to the season premiere. That's definitely not right. Well, it is, in a way. Season premiere felt right. I know it's wrong. Let's try it again. Opening night, the season premiere of Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball on the radio right here. ESPN 690. Scott Kornberg, Matt Davis on the call. For that one, coverage will start at 6.50. We'll take you up until that very moment at 6.50. We will hand it off to the talented crew of those two gentlemen, and they will bring you Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. Media day for the shrimp was today. The team is in Jacksonville. Uh, see more of that tonight. CBS 47, Fox 30 in the sports block. Olivia Tassley was out there hanging with the team. Also, uh, according to Liv's Twitter, uh, Brian Middleton, they're serving like donut chicken sandwiches or something. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm actually happy with it, to be honest with you. Donut chicken sandwiches, like a fried piece of chicken filet. Let me find her. In please. between hold on. She, two hold on. pieces of, of uh, it looked good. donuts. It looked good. There was like a picture. Yeah. Um, it sounds amazing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, definitely on board. I might have to get out there pretty quick. Here it is right here. Yep. So uh, serving donut chicken sandwiches. So I'm going to zoom in. Looks like we got, yeah, we got a little... First of all, top layer, we got donut with sprinkles, uh, oh, glazed donut. Oh, you lost me already. Sprinkles? Well, on, a, on a sandwich? Not like a ton of sprinkles, just like a couple. You know what I'm saying? It messes it up. No oh. need. And then you got chicken. It looks like it's definitely fried chicken, and it looks like uh, it glazed. Potentially could be honey as well. Mm-hmm. And then bottom layer, you have a second donut. We are so, so different out here in America, man. We are so nah, different. we really are. Bro, what kind of fair food, what in the carnival is going on? It sounds great, though. I mean, no, it looks great. I've never even heard of that. But it man. looks great. I wish I would have saw it before right now because uh-huh. I would have sent her like a little text like, hey, slide some of those up. You probably got to get that like hot. Like, I don't know how that yeah, tastes if true. you warm it back up. But maybe, maybe it's good. I don't know. That's true. Wow. So, um, Donut chicken sandwiches. Yeah, if you want to see the picture, go check it out. It's on Liv's uh, Twitter, at Olivia A.S. Jacks. Um, it looks hey, really good. See the cross promotion? Listen. Listen, listen. Yeah, if if, we're t- if anybody in the department is talking food, I'm listening and relaying the message. You yeah. know how I feel about food. Yeah. It's a love-love relationship with me and food. And I'm excited about that. So uh, somehow I'll try to get back on track. But nonetheless, the point of the story is um, watch the news tonight to hear the story and then come back tomorrow at 3. Me and Austin Lane will hold it down. Brenton Augusta, he'll pop in from time to time, see what's up with us. Mm. Stuart Weber with him as well. Nice. Me and Brian Milton will hold it down from 66.50, and then the boys for Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. Tonight, though, national championship, North Carolina, Kansas. That comes up in about 10 minutes' time, but until then, Brian Middleton, me and Austin Lane had this debate and disagreed. I know we're going to disagree, but I do want to hear your take on it. NBA uh, expert Brian Middleton right here for ESPN 690. So Austin asked me because we played a sound from one Stephen A. Smith uh-huh. saying that he would vote for Devin Booker for MVP right now. Okay. Right this second. Mm-hmm. So then I said, you know, it's pretty crazy that the Suns are that underrated. Like, you never talk about the Suns in terms of, like, they just, they're the afterthought in the West. Like, I understand they're the number one team, but let's be honest. When you talk about the West, the Grizzlies are coming up a lot. The Warriors are coming up a lot. We got to talk about how bad the Lakers are. That's the storylines in the West. You got the Joker as well. You got Luka. 
you know, Suns are in there somewhere. Flip to the Eastern Conference. Giannis, the Bucks, Joel Embiid, the Sixers, then the Heat. So the two best teams in the conferences are afterthoughts, for lack of a better term. So I ask you, Brian Middleton, who's the more underrated and less talked about team, the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat? Yeah, yeah Miami, by a long shot. I, I can't. By Miami, by a long shot. That, people, I, I don't know who you're listening to who's not talking about the Suns in some, in some capacity. The reason why you may not hear that much about the Suns at this point is because they're so far ahead of everybody else. It's like, you know, what's the point? I mean, we can get the storyline, but the Suns, they've been good now. This is like the third season that they, second season that they've been off the charts good. Like, okay, this team is legit. Right. Probably the third season where you've seen like, oh, wow, okay, they're trending the right way. Uh, but as far as not getting the right rating, being underrated or something like that, um, I would say that definitely it would be the uh, Miami Heat. Not the, not the Phoenix Suns. Not by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Okay. Who are these people you listening to? Hey, man. Don't that worry aren't about talking it. about the Phoenix Suns. Hey, that man, are underrating the Phoenix Suns. Don't worry about it. But here's my next question to you. Why are the Miami Heat so underrated? Well, because their superstar is not a superstar. I mean, that's my guy. Jimmy Butler's a star, but I don't think that he has... He has a lot of the things that you need in order to be, like, the marquee player. Like, he has the personality, right? right? He engages with the media. There's even a bit of spice there. A couple of weeks ago, him and Coach Spo uh, right. got into, you know, that heated, you know, well, heated, quote-unquote, uh, discussion back and forth during the game, which yeah. happens often. I heard about that. Hey, real quick, before you yeah. go farther on that, uh -huh. Udonis Haslam was in on that? Uh, I don't think it was the same thing, but, yeah, him and him – and, uh, uh, Udonis had a had a little back and forth, but that happens. Casey, you played sports. You played sports. You know what I mean. And Wait, not even at the professional level. Like, is Udonis Haslam on the team? Yeah, he's on the team. Yeah, he's how? Hey, man, I don't even know anymore. It, I'm just glad that he makes it year after year. Udonis Haslam is 41 years old. Been around for a long time. He's so he's only played in 12 games, and they're paying him. Yeah. It's okay. like the veteran minimum. I don't. I don't think it's anything crazy. All right, man. Go At on. At this point, I think it's one of those twice. like uh, it's one of those you know lifelong. He he brings more as a you know a mentor. He's literally fighting his own teammates. They're paying well, him to. Happens. They're paying him to fight the team. Anyway, right. anyway, go on about Jimmy Butler, please. Well, yeah, my point is uh, overall as a Miami Heat, uh, as an organization, I just think that um, they have a lot of good players. But they don't have that one type of, well, you're not going to have a LeBron, but you don't have that, well, you're not going to have a KD or Giannis. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, that tier of player, I think Jimmy Butler is that next tier after that. And no matter how good the team is, now, if they win a championship and, you know, one of the guys really blows up, like, you know, I mean, if Jimmy Butler is the reason why they take that, that championship off of the Suns or whoever and beat everybody through the East, mm -hmm. I think it may elevate him to, you know, that status. But I think it does have a lot to do with your best guy. Where is he at on the tier of players? No no doubt that Jimmy Butler is really good, and I think he's really good, and I think he's a star. He is a star. But there's Agreed. still that, that gap between, okay, there is LeBron, KD, Giannis, Steph type star, which is the highest level. And then you got that next level of stars um, that are trying to move up. I would argue, people in Denver would, would fight me on it, but I would argue that, you know, uh, Joker mm -hmm. 
he probably should be in that superstar, and he probably is a superstar to them, but he's on that next tier. Like, there's just a group of really, really awesome star players that aren't at the highest tier yet for whatever reason. Yeah. And I think when that's your best guy, on t no matter how good you are, unless you're, like, undefeated or have, like, the your the view and the single-season record, regular-season record, mm -hmm. um, you're going to run into being underrated and overlooked. Agreed. Uh, so then I'll follow up with this. I know we're almost out of time, but... I think Victor Oladipo is really good. Um, he comes back. That helps them. Can they win without, like, Jimmy Butler is that dude, but to your point, he's not that dude. Can they win without that dude? Now, granted, keep in mind the teams that have that dude right now are not in good spots. LeBron and the Lakers, not in a great spot. KD and the Nets, not in a great spot. So can they win without that dude? Like a championship. So The whole I, thing. I think that. It would have to be something where e where everything. Oh, that's me. Sorry. Uh, I that was my phone. Sorry, yeah. guys. I think that everybody um, would agree that as great as Giannis was, and you know, multiple time MVP, um, you know, all the All Stars and the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, a lot of things had to fall in place in order for him to get this first championship. I don't think it has to happen the same for him now that he's been through that. Him and the Milwaukee Bucks have been through that. Um, I think that most things would have to fall into place, at least for this first one, uh, for Jimmy Butler and that team in order for a championship to happen this season. Can that happen? Yeah. Are they good enough? Yeah. But a lot of things have to fall into place. Like 99% of things have to just kind of fall into place. And maybe a little luck as well. Because once you start getting into seven-game series, um, the amount of adjustments that you can make, uh, talent really does overtake a lot of the uh, deficiencies. When you're seeing somebody for seven games, you can make those adjustments and things of that nature. So, yeah, they could win it. I wouldn't put my money on it, and that's my squad, just because of how good uh, there are some teams in the playoffs this year. Agreed. You're on Kansas tonight, right? Kansas. He's got Kansas. I have North Carolina. That comes up next. Coverage of that will start at 6.30. We are out, and we are back tomorrow. Have a good night. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too much to ask?